I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Morning, Jack. Torin. Oh, I've never felt so terrible. I don't really remember much of last night. They're real treasures, right? Who threw up? It was a long night. I'll clean that up. I'm glad to see you've got your appetite back, Kralos. See, I did it. I've never seen anything like it before. This is another... Problem. This magic stuff works. Well, why don't we break out that divination again and we can find out for sure? I think we can spend another hour or two in town. Will my friends and I find love? Aww. Those of us that don't have it. <laughs> Shame. This is episode 128, The Cold Light of Day. MVP this week is Henry James Noel Guthrie for his fifth birthday. He's a big fan of Dice Shame and a big fan of D&D in general. Can't wait to play alongside the little champ. We love you, Henry. Love you, baby. This week, we're shouting out all the volunteers who are running games for this weekend's Invictus Con. These incredible GMs have donated their time and energy to the service of this community, and I'm proud to say this year we're hosting tons of diverse gaming experience thanks to their hard work. Some of them are seasoned vets, having run hundreds of games, and are happily introducing new players to the hobby. Other GMs are relatively new themselves, using the con as a safe space to try out being behind the DM screen for the first time. To those of you who are hosting tables this weekend, thank you for your hard work and have fun. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Woo! Early morning spills into the room through a crack in the curtains. We see Red and Doran asleep in Jack's mom's guest room, maybe sprawled over the two beds that are pushed together. The room stinks of liquor and sweat 
and blood. You're hung over. The muffled sounds of someone making food in the kitchen assault your ears, rousing you from the wool of sleep. There's a smell of something frying and toasting. You can hear the low mumble of pleasant conversation through the wall. Darren, do me a favor. Just kill me. (laughs) Just put me out of my misery. Oh, I've never felt so terrible. Doran kind of sits straight up. Oh, I smell food. Oh, my stomach is rumbling. I'm hungry, Red. How can you eat? Oh, my God, I feel like I've... Why is your axe above my head? Red sits up and it's like in the headboard, like inches away from his head. Did you sink this in after I lied down? That's awesome. It's this beautiful, ornate, (laughs) elvish woodwork as the headboard and just like... split in it. (laughs) Orc Splitter's like, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Doran, this is Jack's mom's house, you... (sighs) And Red tries to pull the axe out, just can't. (sighs) So I do... And the bed crumbles, <laughs> just like splits. Falls <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. to splinters. Oh, oh shit! Oh, uh, look, this will be fine. Help me with this. Help, help me with this. And Red grabs a large sheet. Just take that end. Just drapes it over the entirety of the two beds that are now severed. I think we could get away with it. That's fine. And Doran sort of does that with one hand as he's putting on all of his his clothes. Um, over top of his, you know, I picture Doran standing in like a long john sort of thing, like a single piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Butt flap. Where the hell is this from? And Red reaches across and pulls something out of Doran's hair. It's like a feather tied into it uh. with like a little like lacy. Oh, he got a hair wrap? Yeah, he's got some sort of hair wrap. What the hell happened? I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't really remember much of last night. I remember. Did we go to a party? Red, you've got like a really nice belt slung low around your hips. Where the hell did this belt come from? It's customized. Look. I pull it off. My pants fall. And you can see it like leather embossed and says Nightstone 4. (laughs) I don't even remember this. Wow. We did pretty well. Oh, my head. Oh. Let's go downstairs and see where everyone else is. I could go for a big glass of sheep's milk right now. In the sun-drenched main room, there's a scene of domestic bliss so beautiful that it's almost silly. Jack and Torin are up already, smiling at each other and chatting. There's a teapot and cups between them on the table, half-eaten breakfast kind of forgotten. Kieran and Jackson are happily antagonizing each other on the rug in front of the hearth. Jackson's tail is batting back and forth in playful fury and the golden retriever pretends to ignore his claws. Hmm. Red vomits. <laughs> My- <laughs> oh no, not canonically. Uh, sorry. Oh, oh red. Sorry. Oh. It was a long night. I'll clean that up. Darren just shakes his head. My beautiful scene. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like not a true throw up. It's like a cat hairball throw up. Oh, where he no. stands there oh, yakking man. for a minute. It just <laughs> kicks under the table. <laughs> Sorry. Morning, guys. Looks nice in here. Hi. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, that that sun is lovely. You guys are up. Uh, We saved you some breakfast. Oh, what time is it? Red looks around for a clock, which doesn't exist here. Mm Mm-hmm. Because everyone in this house has the keen mind feet. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours after sunrise. Uh Right. Uh, Happy New Year, I guess. Happy New Year. Right. The heavy sound of footsteps heralds... Your armored friend, Kraloth, returning from his night alone, and the door opens. 
Well, isn't this a peaceful... Who threw up? Uh, Two guesses. Sorry. It was a long night. Uh, Doran couldn't hold his liquor. Uh, Doran? Shh. Disgusting. Let me have this. My head might be painful, but I can stand the pain. <sighs> Kraloth shakes his head and walks over. Morning, Jack. Torin. Morning. Red. Doran. Good morning. Hey, how was your sleep last night at the uh, inn? Oh, uh, it was all right. I'll just say that much. <laughs> you seem better. You seem like you're, I don't know, you're acting a little more like yourself, Red says as he pours himself a glass of elven water. Yeah. Oh. There's just one leaf in it. Yeah, I took a little bit of a walk around town last night and uh, got to see the sights, and that just put me in the right mood, if you know what I mean. Mm. Hey, that's fair. We did, too. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But unfortunately, it was uh, something I don't recall. <laughs> mm. But it must have been fun, because I've got bruises. <laughs> well, what about you, Jack? And Kraloth sits down in one of these really nicely woven... Uh, chairs mm. and kind of mm-hmm. sits down, drops his mace and his shield, and then puts his boots up on this beautiful table and just kind of kicks back his arms, holding up his head. Relax. Boots up? Evil Kraloth. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, I ended up uh, finding Calliope, that girl from the note in the cabin, and helped mm. her. Oh, oh, shit. You did. Get on a ship down to Everland. You right, mean you right, actually right. did something of some mm. of some worth last night? <laughs> I don't know. I probably made a big bunch of trouble for my mom. So it's, you know, we're not thinking about that, and we're having coffee. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, cheers. And Doran walks over and grabs a cup off the table and pours some coffee. Yeah. Red fills his with wine. Torin's like, I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't think I've ever had a bed so comfortable as what I slept in last night. Uh, yeah, but like beds can be replaced. Oh, they're they're real treasures, right? Like they they're handcrafted. They've been grown. It takes years to make one of those beds because they grow the trees into that shape. It's it's so good. I know you were telling me. Well, well, well come on. Let's not make Kraylaw feel bad for not being able to sleep here. They're, they're just beds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're just beds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't feel bad at all. Glad you guys had a good sleep. Good, good. And uh, nice to see you, Torin. How much do you think they would cost if we were going to get some for the Copper Cup? You know what? What's for breakfast? Red says and pushes his way between them. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. They're pretty fragile fragile pieces of... No, they're uh, just they're not. They're ugly. Don't get them. They're gross. One much stir- sturdier, uh, you know, ones that will hold an act. Uh, well, you think they're expensive? Why did they take so much investment t- of time to make? It's not even the, the you know, they grow themselves, essentially. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I don't know if they would necessarily Jesus, go Jesus, get with off the beds! <laughs> Drop it, guys! Well, I can't help but feel like, you know, the slightest uh, the slightest knock will crumble one yeah. over or, or, uh, or something. You know, who effect, knows? You know? A, a strong wind could blow into the room that, cra- uh, that uh, Dora and I were in, and... Uh. You know, it could yeah, just or, or you know, just setting yeah. down. On oh, it. we left the window open too. Hey, Doran, pass me that coffee. Oh, here, Doran slides the uh, pot, this wooden sort of ornate pot mm. with coffee in it. And Kraloth pours himself a nice portion and just slurps it back. I'm glad to see you've got your appetite back, Kraloth. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, you know, last night you didn't eat much. It's not like you, and but it seems like this morning you're you're a little more with it. My friend, mm, this coffee is delicious. Where did this come from? Well, I mean, I'm not sure where the beans uh, were imported from, but they certainly roast them here. Mm. I, I'm sure just a little shop down the street. I'm going to have to track these down. This would be great on our adventures. If we could have like a 
or like a coffee pot, like a coffee station going. Hell yeah. Every morning. Oh boy. Could you imagine? Right? What the hell's coffee? (laughs) (laughs) I think actually canonically Red like has carved his own coffee cup. Remember back around Belliard and the Hamperat house? Red like goes for coffee Mm -hmm. and he like whittled himself or created his own coffee cup. I genuinely don't remember, but we'll do it anyway. For me or something. You and B shared, had coffee together and you were like. Red pulls out his custom coffee cup from his bag and says, ha, more coffee on the road is good for me. And he takes a long (laughs) drag and then adds more wine to it. Yeah, wine and coffee. <laughs> Classic. Oh my god, that's mm. disgusting. Ew. Yeah. There's no strong liquor in this house. Kraloth turns to Torin and says, hey Torin, so uh, what did you get up to last night when uh, Jack was out gallivanting and saving people? I mean, honestly, I was fast asleep the whole time. Uh, I mean, I guess I should just assume that whenever uh, I have some time to spend with Jack, he's gonna end up saving someone's life or, you know, solving some kind of problem in town. I just went for a walk. And, of course, you know. a Jack Page walk. Hmm. Where he's looking into every little detail that can possibly be found and then obviously stumbling upon some kind of clue and then solving a mystery. Just causing trouble and saving people in, in equal measure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like the masked thief of Waterdeep. Have you read that series of books? I don't read. Have you read those books, Torin? They're so good. I have. <gasps> yeah, they're some of my favorites. Me too. Wait. I like the ones with the big pictures. Are, are you serious? You've yeah. read? That's incredible. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've skimmed them. That... I have the whole set. Well, that's fantastic. One through 85. That's a lot. Doran like leans over to Kraloth and he kind of whispers. He says, is Jack really the thief of, of, of what What do they call it? No, 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 no. He's not. He's not the masked thief, but dashing and handsome, certainly. And someone no. who. <laughs> well, the masked thief has mm. black hair and sharp features. <laughs> he has a sort of ego that uh, only can be rivaled by those people out there who <laughs> truly have a great majestic. Anyway, I like the character. It's a good book series. Lady Kamara enters the mm. room. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Mom. I hope everyone had a pleasant sleep. Yeah, but the beds were a little... Uh, uh, Fragile. Yeah. Oh. We got home and crashed, put it that way. Ha! <laughs> good one. <laughs> That's a joke you'll get later. It's much funnier later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we made the bed, though, so... Fuck, that one got me. I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> the year dawns a new creature, and we enter the year of the hunter's return. Have you been practicing your divination, Eve? Uh, not as much as I would like, I admit. Um, but I'm there's there's no better time than the first day of the year to find out what what's in store for us, right? I would agree. All things are connected. Every leaf that falls, every cloud that passes the moon. The choice of the name certainly has some bearing on the months that are to come. Mm-hmm. What do you see? And she strides over towards you and takes a seat in a low chair, pouring herself a cup of tea. Jack comes and sits at the table, and um, Jack asks everybody to, to hold hands then, and um, tunes in and says, Red, think of your future for the year. What do you see? Me? Oh, um... <laughs> well, uh, hmm. uh, and Red sort of ominously looks towards Doran. 
and then tries to avert his gaze. Well, um, maybe just ask a question about, about the year to come. We'll see what shows up. Um, uh, will my friends be safe? I think the, the, the image in the illusion at the end of the year shows the four figures of the Nightstone Four standing together. Oh. I suppose that's good. Doran, why don't you ask a question about the year? Hmm. A question? This is awfully exciting, I have to say. I'm not used to this sort of uh, thing on, on, a, on a New Year's Day. But, uh, uh, will, will my friends and I find love? Aww. Well, maybe those of us that don't have it. The image flickers to a moment in the city streets. It feels like Yarder. And there's a flash of a goblin face that nobody recognizes but Doran. Oh, God. Um. Wow. That's uh. Who the hell was that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Doran lies. <laughs> uh, Kraloth, Excellent. Would you like to ask a question? Kraloth has been sitting back, holding his cup of coffee in both hands. He's been observing Jack's mom. Has she noted his presence at all? She's noted your presence the same way that she would with any other visitor to her home. I think. And Kraloth leans forward and grabs hold of Jack and Red's hand. Will we be successful in our mission? The image above the sigils on the table shifts. I think it shifts from where it's looking at the back of the four of us to the, like a camera flying over to see the front of us and a path of dead giants behind us. Hmm. Well, that's helpful. We're going to kill a lot of giants. I could have divined that. Your hands are so cold, Kraloth. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jack asks, will we be in Waterdeep for green grass? And there is a flash of Torin waiting in the copper cup, looking expectantly at a door and not having it open. Ooh. Uh, would you like to ask one, Torin? Yeah. Uh, will... Uh, this is boring. It's it's not like a fun one, but uh, um, will the copper cup's new business model be successful? Um, it was like a graph. <laughs> <laughs> Line goes up. Uh, Projections. I think. <laughs> I think it it flashes to a a vision of the copper cup, like we've never seen it. That that it maybe goes past that moment we saw a minute ago of Torin looking at a door, to like Torin scrambling around the place as there are all kinds of adventuring weirdos just filling the place to the rafters like he was sitting at that door expectantly you know maybe like because they're exhausted it's the first break he's had in the whole day or something mm -hmm. jack turns kind of expectantly to his mom both to be like see i did it and also like you know a moment of like um would you like to ask a question mom kamara smiles briefly only on you jack like a spotlight and then turns to face the rest of the party. And she says, Can I trust that my son will be safe with these? Huh. Doran kind of almost looks like he's offended. And, 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 and kind of squirms in his chair a bit, looking away. I mean, it's got to cut to some version of the vision that just shows there's no safety in the life we lead. Maybe it's not even a premonition. It's 
almost like a flashback of all the different grievous injuries you've sustained. Yeah, I punctuated with the two punches from a statue last night mm-hmm. when he was literally in one of the safest places in the world. Like this, mm-hmm. there, there is nothing but danger in our future. Well done, I must say. It's been some time since I've seen the work that you can do. We didn't have much time to talk last night about everything that's been keeping you busy. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you'd like to tell me about your travels. Well, yeah, we... we I mean, where to even start? I guess, um... Dondor, uh, or, or... I'll let uh, Jack tell this. He's a much better mm. storyteller. Doran interrupts. <laughs> Donglow, they call it now, but it, it was Nightstone. It, you, you, you remember I had that friend there, and, and I think Jack goes on to... I think Jack takes the next 10 or 15 minutes to get to get everybody caught up with the adventures of the Nightstone mm-hmm. for, you know, starting from how we all met through the giants and conch shells and prophecy and, and all of that stuff that led to here. It's been a hell of a ride. We've got a lot of people working against us. You know, uh, we made some enemy with a wizard up in the north. We got these dwarves south of us that seem to really want I don't know, all of our heads, I suppose. We got the hunt lords that are tracking Jack like a fox. <laughs> we're, meanwhile, we're trying to sort out what's going on with these giants and, and get the world in order so that the world doesn't come crashing down around all of us. Yeah. yeah. You know, hero shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can use any help we can get. Yeah. What we're really hoping about is um, hoping you could help us find some answers or is, is this thing. Um, Red, why don't you pull it out of your bag? Yeah, whip it out, Red. Yeah, and Red goes into the bag and he starts pulling something out, but the ma- giant mask is like in the way. And he's like, ah. <laughs> like, this is another problem. We got these giant relics that we just can't... There's still one down by the waterfront. Hey, let me ask you, magic lady. How would you transport things that were really, really heavy to really, really far away? The uses of magic are many and varied. There are several ways I could think of. Give me one that's easy that I could have. (laughs) It is irresponsible to acquire powerful magic items just to see them off into the world in the hands of people and not know where their end may ultimately lie. But being that you are assisting my son, I suppose I can part with this. And she goes to a chest and unlocks it with a small silver key that hangs on a chain around her neck. Mm. And from within, she pulls up a folded piece of black fabric. And Red takes it. What the hell is it? And he kind of wiggles it around. (laughs) Uh, Very carefully now. And see to it that your bag and it do not interact. Easy. This is a portable hole. Oh, what is a portable hole? It is a interdimensional space that you can access. Oh, fuck, yeah. You know how sometimes in Looney Tunes, they paint a thing on the wall and then they can go... It does the same. It's that, but a hole. Awesome. Red walks to a clear wall and throws it on it. (laughs) And he drags... You see him, like, dragging out the mask and dragging out the other thing and, like, I guess, drops his bag, walks in... Uh, puts them in. Don't grab that end. Come on. Uh, it's like a, a mix of a 
Mary Poppins mm. or meets Looney Tunes. Amazing. <laughs> Red's bag is definitely Mary Poppins, whereas the pull- yeah. portable hose is very Looney Tunes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we drop the stuff that I have in the bag, and then I just pull it back and put it in my pocket. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I just I think we need to stop for a minute and just be very clear, Red, if that pouch and the hole come together, holes in space and time start to get torn. Are you sure? Jack, don't worry. It's going to be fine. And Red taps his pocket. And Red reaches into his bag and he pulls out the dead thing and flops it on the table. What is this? Well, that's part of the question. Um, I've never come across this before. It's, it's some kind of creature we believe from the Shadowfell. And, and if anyone knew about holes in time and space and getting through here, I figured you'd be able to help us solve this puzzle. Mm. And, and maybe I think spend we spend a little bit of time like going through all of our interactions with with the Shadowfell from the yeah. the stuff at the mansion that you guys had encountered to the crazy creature at the boy in the cave. The, the boy in the cave. The um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there was a beast that killed me. The this giant demon with hooves, and I've never seen anything like it before, not even in books, Jack. As far as I understand, entirely undescribed previously. It's not not something that's been well studied. Kimara sort of looks to you, Jack, for permission to touch this carcass. Oh, yeah. It's on the table. I think you stepped away from it. You're welcome to explore it however you like. She pulls a knife free from her belt, this just simple work knife, and begins to cut the flesh from this creature. She does it like violently? No, not (laughs) even close. Very (laughs) deliberately. Like a scalpel? Yeah, precisely. And she's revealing these wisps of shadow that are coming off from between the layers of viscera and fat. The shadow fell is one layer in the cosmos existing in its own plane. Mm. and evolved of our own material plane. It is a reality nearly beyond the reach of even my own powers, though some spins of the wheel bring the demiplanes closer, like focusing a spyglass. I've heard of these occurrences as of late, though perhaps I presumed they were farther from me than my own son. She's peeling the skin from this creature, Space is, is perhaps immaterial in, in extraplanar questions like this. There's, there's no such thing as distance. If only that were true. Mm. The spyglass focuses at night, bringing the shadow fell closer to the material plane. In places where our reality is thin, a tear can permit the passage of beings from one reality to another, and repeated tears can weaken the fabric, making transit easier even warping the two planes to coagulate together in places. The Shadowfell is a place without the light of stars or moons, and full of the breath of some dark presence. And you must never go there. What could be causing these tears? It's possible that this is just something that happens through the course of time as the wheel spins. Well, has it happened before? Not to my direct knowledge, though the writings of this place are extremely scarce. Who would know more? Who's written about it? 
No one I know. Is there anything we can do to strengthen the walls of reality around us? That I think what's been so troubling is just how we, we find ourselves stepping through places and suddenly here's creatures of inky darkness dripping through into our reality. and Hard to, hard to sleep at night knowing that can happen. I'm proud of you, Eveben, for asking the difficult questions. What can I do? How can I protect? These are unknowable answers, but things that you can research yourself. These are boundaries of our knowledge that you can press against, that you can fight against. Mm. And your research may prove invaluable. She frowns and brings a hand to her face. And the illusion of porcelain skin dissolves into knots of gray and pink scar tissue that run from her hairline all the way down her face, down her chin to her neck. One of her eyes shows milky white and unblinking. Whoa. Even the most careful wizard can be caught in unfathomable danger in the Shadowfell. And injury you sustain in that realm cannot be healed the way it can here. Or not that I have found. I beg you, Jack, be careful. Yeah. Um, what happened? When, when did this happen? A long time ago. Okay. I hope I did not alarm you. And she drops her hand and the illusion closes back over her face like clouds on the sky just passing. No, it's fine. Not alarmed. That, that's normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Jack takes a careful moment to, to wrap up this sample again mm-hmm. for further research. Red wakes up from a mini nap. What was that? Yeah. He's cuddling, mm-hmm. he's he's cuddling just... the bag of holding and the, the invisible hole <laughs> like right beside yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Your journey is fraught with danger, but your quest is noble. I think there is something that I can do to keep you safe. Oh, that would be helpful. We have not been safe. <laughs> Another hole would be great. <laughs> She goes to the hearth and she lights this long implement from a coal there and draws a small flame out of the fireplace and she uses it uh, to go around the room to light candles and incense that are just adorning corners of crowded tables and on cabinets. And as she talks, she finds a book and starts flipping through it to look for a passage. You are marked, Eveben, with a cruel sigil. You are being tracked, watched by something that grows in dark power. You spoke of the Hunt Lords? Mm. Yes. And I believe this is true. I can't take your place in this battle, for I belong here in Silvery Moon. And the things that I attend to require all of my concentration. Of course, no, I... I have a date later, in fact, with a man named Emrys. <laughs> He's going to be your new dad. <laughs> but I can shield you from the eye. And she's moving throughout the room. She's drawing sigils uh, on the walls with some charcoal. 
and she crushes this blood red gem in a mortar. Mm. Taking the powder, she moves close to you, Jack, and she draws a line of this powdered gem across your throat. Then she takes her belt knife and cuts some juicy looking leaves from a succulent on the window, wrapping them in a handkerchief and squeezing the fluid from this vegetation. She wipes the dust from your neck. The plant is just emitting this sweet fragrance into the room. And Jack, you have a vision of a spectral skull overlaid on your sight, its violet eyes burning. And as she removes this dust, this red gem dust from your neck, the vision falls to ash and is blown away in some magical wind. Oh, Jack, just like for the first time in, I don't know, months, relaxes it, some tense muscle. Um, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I wish you had come to me sooner. I do too. We told him. He was embarrassed. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Hey, Kraloth, what did she just do? Hmm. Something about that Hunt Lord curse. Weren't you watching? Yeah, but I don't know what. She didn't say anything. It was very quiet. She just moved around the room doing things. She cut a succulent and then put that and then that did something. Well, I've cut succulents. Have you? Why would you do that? I don't know. They taste good. Oh. Huh. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I I really hope all this, uh, you know, this magic stuff works because uh, I, <laughs> normally I'm used to seeing, you know, lights and, and things, the, you know... It sounds, but you know what you just did there. It, uh, I didn't see anything. So it was peaceful. I just uh, it would be it would be nice if those things didn't come haunting us uh, at night again. Not all magic is as a carnival, Doran. Well, he kind of goes red a bit, bum blushing. So, sorry if I, I've given you the wrong impression. How sure is this? Uh, is this a guarantee that it's going to shield us for good, or uh, is there a chance that they'll be able to slip through somehow? I am not omnipotent, but I've done my best. Well, why don't we break out that divination again, and we can find out for sure, because those were some very clear answers. Let me keep practicing, and we, we can try it again later. So Kamara just, she walks around the room, and she's extinguishing candles with her fingers now. Oh, that's badass. That hurts. That's like the Aragorn, like, tss, yeah. Tss. Oh, yeah. Jack's got a, a renewed sort of vigor in his step. There's, there's a, a moment where he almost forgets leaving and going back on adventure means like saying goodbye to Torin for for a second. Mm. Um, you're welcome to stay, but I understand that you have places to be. If you're in the mind for some shopping before you leave the city, there's always the Hammer First Market in Laurel Square. Hey, that's not a bad idea, actually. I have really appreciated your company, and it's been wonderful to get to know your companions. I think Red sort of casts an eye over to Torn and Jack, and maybe even senses the realization in Jack as well of him realizing that he needs to leave That Torn. regret? Yeah, and Red sort of is like, yeah, you know what? I think we could spend another hour or two in town, maybe do some shopping, hang out, Torin. I'd love to, to say hi to you. We kind of left last night uh, in, in such a hurry. Yeah, I didn't really get to say hi. That's okay. I I understand. I mean, it it I I love to go shopping. Yeah, I mean Jack reaches out a hand and says, "Let's let's go to the market." 
cute. Cool. And Red grabs Jack's other hand, too. Yes, to the market. Let's go. And starts pulling them out of the room. So cute. Stay here, Shale. Oh, mind you, there might be a blacksmith. And Doran suddenly gets re-excited. Mm. Are you coming, Crayloth? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there, but I, I might kind of go off on my own. Well. Just uh, explore. Uh, Maybe I can convince you to keep me company. Oh, I'll check out the blacksmith with you. Why not? That'd be great. And with that, you gather your things, leaving this quiet breakfast scene as you head out into the busy streets of Silvery Moon on the first day of the year. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Alex Reed, Michael and Brianna Weber, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Gray, Jackie and Rain, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman, Melanie Shen, Lars, and Mari Kaniski. See you soon! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.